This podcast episode comes with a warning. Some of the material I'm going to talk about in the episode may be distressing to some folks, and it's probably not suitable for people who have had experience of um, difficult trauma. Uh, if you do listen to it, make sure that you listen to it with, um, with a loved one or next of kin or someone that can support you. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Devin, um, psychiatrist, regular family guy. Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast, um, where we talk about mental models and frameworks to help people navigate life's complexities. Today, I wanted to share my thoughts about um, what's been in the news recently, the school shooting at um, uh, Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. I don't often read the news, and that's for good reason. Uh, there's enough tragedy flashing up on my social media feeds and in my email. Oh, there's enough material there that is going to push push me to increase my antidepressant dosage. The media have referred to Salvador Ramos as, as a man, but we forget he only just turned 18 last Monday. So he's really not a man. He's a child. He's a teenager. Um, I don't know. There's a sense that... <sighs> We, you know, this is vilification of this young person who clearly was clearly very troubled. He was described to have been the um, the mass shooter behind the killing of nineteen children and two of their teachers uh, in um, in a small city of about sixteen thousand people, um, nestled between the Texan-Mexican border and San Antonio in the United States. Uh, if you're like me and you came across that very tragic, sad piece of news, I'm sure you would have felt a range of emotions. Um, I felt sick, I felt shocked, felt outraged, um, vengeful, sad, confused, a little bit frightened, a bit anxious. But we've seen this before. Uh, if you remember Columbine High School, I think I was in the third form back then. I think this was this was way before Facebook. Um. Sandy Hook, South Florida, Buffalo, South Texas. And there's so many tragic events involving children killing children. You know, the news talks a lot about who's involved, what's involved, when, where, and how. But hardly do we ever hear about anything um, remotely helpful about the why. Why does this happen? Suppose it's not easy to explain, and it's easy to let our emotions get the better of us. We can speculate and hypothesize about various causes, and some of this can be quite far-flung. But in the end, um, the tragedy has happened, and it's awful whether we understand the factors that culminated in those horrific events or not. Um, it's easy to point the finger. We want a scapegoat to, to blame. You know, whether it's lax gun policy, uh, grand theft, auto, social media, government, the economy, COVID, mental health problems, demonic activity, what have you. Um, at a recent press conference, news conference, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, you know, used those words that I really... Um, I, I find difficult to hear because it's, you know, it illegitimizes and um, sim uh, over overly simplifies a very complex issue. 
he described how evil swept through Uvald. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uvald? And, and he called for more mental health uh, services and resources. But we don't know whether Ramos had ac- actual mental health problems or not. Though clearly he, uh, he had problems. Um, the Democratic re- uh, representative, Beto O'Rourke, exclaims, you know, this is on you. And he points the finger at the governor. All of the shooters involved in those tragedies in those places I mentioned earlier, they've all been they've, they've all been painted as lonely, awkward, socially awkward young men, young boys, I should say, who have either flown under the radar, so to speak, or they've been ignored. And it's only after the fact when people would say, Oh yeah, you know, it was always strange or it was always weird, you know, I had a weird feeling about him and I think I read recently you know, they interviewed a 17-year-old girl about about what happened um in South uh, in Texas recently um and she said that you know I always had a dark feeling about Ramos. But you know, I I would suggest that you take that with a grain of salt. It's always easy to look back in hindsight, and it's so easy for us to to scapegoat, to to blame blame people for bad stuff that's happened. It doesn't require a lot of thinking. You know, human beings we we struggle to to tolerate empty space. When something tragic has happened, we we need an explanation. Something as simple as evil, you know, might fit the bill. Um, Ramos was just evil. Simple as that. It, you know, if we didn't have um, so many guns on the street, this tragedy wouldn't have happened. But that's not right either. It's overly simplistic. I mean, if anyone wanted to do anyone harm, I'm sure that person would find a way. It doesn't have to be a gun. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be stricter uh, with with gun policy. Certainly, I think we should. But blaming it on lax gun policy is besides the point. Ramos, for example, he dropped out of high school. And from what I've read so far, it wasn't clear why that was the case. You know, this guy, he announced on social media that he was going to shoot his grandmother. He shot her and then he announced that he shot her on social media. Who was he trying to reach? You know, what was that about? A kid here drops out of high school. No one really knows. (laughs) No one knows what's happened to him. You know, he's not photographed in the more recent um, school yearbook. No one really cares. It's only after the fact that people start to think, you know, start to wonder, you know, where was he? So you start to think, were there any signs of trouble beforehand, right? We don't know. But maybe that's the problem. We don't know. We Could we have seen this coming? If Even if we did, would we have done anything? I think about that 19-year-old kid, Nicola, uh, Nicholas Cruz, uh, who shot 17 people. Um, he was expelled from school for disciplinary reasons a couple of years before the shooting. But 
I asked myself, where was he expelled to? You know, what sort of support did he have? Um, was he left to his own devices? Was there no follow-up? You know, who was he connected with? You know, these, these kids, they seem so, I don't know, they lost. They're like, um, no one sees them. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be heard, understood, to feel like they matter to someone else. Does empathizing with these troubled young men help us in any way? I think it does. But first, I want to emphasize that empathy doesn't mean condoning. You know, in no way does it excuse the grotesque act, the grotesque acts of violence carried out. But I think it does help pave the way to understand them. Um, and why, you know, why do we want to understand these kids, for goodness sake? Um, it, if we don't, how, how do we understand the factors that lead them towards acting out in such, such ways? We, surely we want to prevent these things, right? And I hope that's not just wishful, naive thinking. And I don't claim to know the answers, but I hope this is part of the answer. When you read and learn about these young guys, all of them were lonely, ostracized, marginalized, misunderstood, invalidated, angry, angry, anxious, disconnected. They had, they had no place. They, uh, no place where they felt grounded. They, they looked to fantasy to discharge their violent emotions, and that wasn't enough for them. It, you know, were they in so much pain that they had to act out such heinous things on other people? Some had help from, you know, caring adults and students, but that wasn't enough either. You know, in, in this day and age, this digital age, which is, you know, we have all the technology at our fingertips, literally, and it's supposed to connect us, but we have become increasingly disconnected from one another, like little islands floating, floating in a sea of unsettledness, right? We are increasingly mistrustful, suspicious, wary of one another, and yet we remain curious about one another. We wonder what's going on across the fence um, on the other side. You know, I don't know about you, but um, it sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it, when I say this, but um, it, I like looking in people's houses. It, it's interesting. I like to see how other people live. We dive into the infinite scroll of social media, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and we get stuck in this state of wanting to be entertained, but we end up feeling dissatisfied with ourselves and our lives. We stop reaching out to others because everyone else is unable to give us what we need since we're all already disconnected. And so we end up just invalidating one another. But we need each other, but we can't seem to connect very well with one another. So where are our anchors, I ask you? You know, what, what, where are the things that tethers us, that connects us together? So, you know, no, Mr. Abbott, no, Mr. O'Rourke, it's not on you. This is not on them. The responsibility lies with us. This 
is on us. All of us. We. We are all to blame for this tragedy. We've been so disconnected with one another that we can't even see the kids that need the most help. If we notice them, if they're lucky, maybe they might get some attention. But for the most part, we're so, um, I don't know what the word is, we're so disconnected, more interested in ourselves. But I'll say this, um, I, I do believe that we can turn this around. Let's give more than we consume. Let's connect first before we download and scroll through each other's lives without actually needing to engage, interact with one another. Let's connect. Let's see each other. Let's hear each other. Let's understand. Let's validate. Let's learn how to empathize with one another again. Set ourselves aside so we can see our brother, our sister. We have so much work to do if we're going to help ourselves out of this mess. But we've got to start somewhere. Right, so that's enough for uh, this week's rant. So I hope you got something out of that, my friends. Uh, I hope that does encourage you um, in, in spite of um, tragedy. And my heart goes out to all the um, family um, in Texas. And um, yeah, I hope and pray that you, you find peace. All right, my friends, I will see you next week with another episode. Thanks for listening.